1: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sixty Cents Podcast. I'm Lucas. Thanks, uh, and thanks for joining me. I also got Jonathan here, guys. It's it's been a long, it's, it's going to be a long off season, and right now with the playoffs going on and little traction moving on the coaching front, we don't have too much, but we do have some stuff for us today, right, Jonathan?
2: Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. There's still basketball going on, and there's some uh, fun articles we got up on the site. So let's get into it.
1: Absolutely. So, Jonathan, first we're going to talk about the coaching carousels and the dwindling options for the Sixers, as it may. Now, the biggest news, of course, that came out this week is that the Milwaukee Bucks hired Toronto assistant and former NBA player Adrian Griffin as their new head coach. Giannis signed off on it. Jonathan, your thoughts on the hire? Yeah.
2: The most interesting thing that I found about this, uh, hire was that they were interviewing Nick Nurse too so you are hiring the assistant of someone who you interviewed the head coach of so I, I he must have been extremely impressive is what um, I took away from it and absolutely like you're saying getting the honest stamp of approval I think JJ Reddick said on ESPN like when Budenholzer was getting hired they asked him like oh like we want you last thing you got to go get dinner with Giannis or something that's how it works sometimes and in this league, not surprising. So I'm, I think it's a good hire for the box. What about you?
1: Look, uh, he's been a long time assistant, talked in hiring circles. His number was up. He he was do a job. I I think he's a good guy. You know, he played uh, NBA. He was shooting guard uh, for a while. He played for a handful of teams. Not really impressive in terms of overall play, but you know, he made a name for himself as a coach. Um, like you said, he beat out Nick nurse. I think Nick nurse, if I'm not mistaken, towards the end of the process withdrew his name. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, and if that's the case, I, like I said, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but if that's the case, then good on Nick nurse for allowing a guy who's been waiting in the purviews to get it. Cause Nick nurse, he's going to have his option between Phoenix and Philly. And I, you yeah. know, I, 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 I would obviously like to see him in Philly. I think, um, I think Philly would be the ideal fit for him. Um, that being said, I mean, he, that's not the only coaching news I think we've heard whispers about, right? Jonathan, we've yeah. heard about former Sixer Kevin Ollie, uh, NCAA champion with the Yukon Huskies recently been, uh, covering, I think overseas elite or overtime elite, overtime elite. Yeah. He's been coaching them, uh, is, uh, rumored to be favorite for the Pistons job, right, Jonathan?
2: Yeah, and I think you and I were talking a little before we came on. I think the Bucks assistant, Charles Lee, has some uh-huh. support within the organization, but that the yeah. owner for the Pistons really likes Kevin Olley. So that's kind of interesting that there might be a little push and pull um, in having differing opinions on the two. But I- I'd love to see Kevin Olley get a job. I think he did a great job at UConn, and as you said, former Sixers, so always pushing for that. What are your thoughts on that hi- uh, potential hire?
1: I mean, Kevin Ollie's good at player development. He's been working with Overtime Elite. Um, he's worked in colleges. He's won a title. He knows winning. Uh, you know, didn't exit college gracefully, but at the same time, NBA is a different realm. Um, and I don't know too much about Charles Lee, so I can't rightfully say. Um, the Pistons needs maybe this is what the Pistons need—a big name. I mean, who knows? Kevin Ollie, like you said, former Sixers, is always going to be rooting for guys like that. Um, so I, I don't think it's a bad hire. I d- we'll see if it's the right hire, but I don't I don't think it would be a bad hire. Yeah, um, I think
2: he could yeah. work with young players. So hopefully, yeah. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Uh, but, you know, we talked about all the news that has been going on. It's been quiet on a couple of fronts. We don't really know what Toronto is doing. Phoenix has been kind of tight-lipped for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of the five candidates that they announced that they were looking at. And then but the Sixers, ever since Maury's Prince press conference, has been pretty pretty quiet on that front. No new news there yet. Is that a sign of concern for the Sixers fans, or do you think the Sixers are just keeping it close to the Vest and doing their due due diligence?
2: They're probably keeping it close to the Vest. I mean, it is pretty shocking to have had to have heard absolutely nothing. I mean, like as you said, like whispers, at least coming out about Phoenix, like finalists and stuff since the news came out about the list for like w- that Woj was saying. And then as you mentioned, like Daryl Moore's press conference, I-, I think it's been like radio silence. And I mean, some teams, as we said, the Bucks hired someone, the Pistons are looking to hire someone. There's three other jobs. No, it doesn't sound like either the, the one hired or the front runner for the Pistons were in consideration for the Sixers. so. That's good. But you never know. I mean, with Toronto and uh, Phoenix still looking that some uh, some good coaches could get picked up. So, yeah, I hope I hope they're taking their due diligence and taking their time. But you don't want to wait too long. Right. Yeah.
1: You certainly don't want to wait too long. More is the type of guy that he already has the guy in mind. He's just waiting for everything else to clear out, in my opinion which makes me think it's going to be a coach that's considered elsewhere and not Mike D'Antoni. That's what I'm hoping for. Another thing that I forgot to mention about Toronto, they there was a rumor about Steve Nash and them having talks. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What do you think about Steve Nash going – if you bring in Steve Nash, I think you're going to have to let those veterans go and let Steve take a, a young team and rebuild it. I think that's the way you have to go if you're if you bringing in a Nash, because clearly he doesn't work on for veteran teams, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, he is Canadian, uh, so yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, and then other than that, I think you're right. I mean, he jumped in with a championship potential team in Brooklyn, which is just not a good idea, as we were even talking, like, Sam Cassell, like maybe that's not the best spot for him to start. So I think you're right. If Steve Nassi wants to get another job, he's probably going to have to like to be set up for success. He's probably going to have to be with a younger team. So I think you're right on that point.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's go ahead and switch to our next topic, which is going to be pretty controversial. Don't you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we had a contributor write on the Sixer Sense last week, an article that definitely boosted views. Um, he posted one potential trade for every single team in the league for Joel Embiid, and his name was Jack Simone. He came 30 slides, 29 slides that have each team and what they could potentially offer for Embiid. Obviously, we've mentioned in prior podcasts that the big overreaction was people considering, like, oh, should we get rid of Embiid? And I just – don't see it happening but this is a fun article gets uh gets the people thinking he mentions in his um in the article that the first maybe like 20 are completely non-realistic probably um but this again just for fun and and considering what other teams might be able to give up for Joel Embiid so let's yeah. Uh, jump yeah Let's jump into this. So the first team he wrote about, again, this is least to most likely. So this would be the absolutely least likely trade would be the Rockets trading the Sixers, Alperen Shangun, Jalen Green, Tari Eason, Ty Ty Washington Jr., and four first-round draft picks, and they get back Joel Embiid. What are your thoughts?
1: <laughs> Sorry. That's that's a no, guys. Look, I like Alperen Shangoon. Jalen Green has potential, not a huge fan. Torrey Easton's a nice role player. Don't know about Ty-Ty. And the four first-round picks, Jonathan, it's not going to happen because not all of those can be Houston's because they traded some of them away in the past. So it's going to be Brooklyn's, which may or may not be good. Uh, Just a no. It's a a, a big, fat no for me.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's probably – the consideration is probably like, hey, any shot, we're going to have Harden and Embiid link up in Houston. but. yeah, no, I don't see it happening. So the next one, Denver Nuggets get Joel Embiid, Sixers get Michael Porter Jr., KCP, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, one first round pick, and two pick swaps.
1: Who's Peyton Watson? Is is he an actor? Is never that a real? That. Okay, never heard of him. Look, that's not going to happen. Joel and uh, Jokic won't fit. So no, that's not happening.
2: Yeah, can you imagine putting Joel and Jokic on the same team? That's crazy. I mean, there's just
1: too much I- issues defensively there. Yeah. So the next one here, guys, I'm going to take over here for a minute because we're having some technical difficulties. But the next one is the Timberwolves get Joel Embiid for Carl-Anthony Towns, and Prince, Wendell Moore Jr., and three second-round picks. Jonathan, yay or nay?
2: No, absolutely not. <laughs> I no. don't want Cat. Cats, soft, as Jimmy Butler said. That's not who I want on my team, and second-round picks are nothing in this league.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Cats, cats, he's probably your third-best player on a championship team, to be honest. Maybe. Maybe. So, anyway, next one, Cleveland Cavaliers. This one's – you need more, but I – Okay, let me just see. Joel Embiid, four Jared Allen, Isaac Accord, Dean Wade, Saudi, uh, Sadi Osman, and a first round one first round pick. Yay or nay?
2: Yeah, I mean, so you're going younger, right? Full young team. So assuming Harden wouldn't be back, I mean, you get some good pieces for sure. But uh, again, I'm going to be in the camp of not wanting to trade Embiid, but you seem to, uh, at least entertain it. I mean, look, Jared, I.
1: If they had more first-round picks and maybe one legitimate two-way young player, then Jared Allen's not a bad piece to build around. But no, it's a no for me. Next one, Milwaukee Bucks. I feel like I feel like if Uriah was here, he might be interested in this a little bit. Joel Embiid, four, Chris Middleton, Grayson Allen, Marion, Botchamp, and one first-round pick. A one first-round pick swap. Yay or nay?
2: No, the the winner in a draft is the team that gets the best players. Start with Joel for Giannis straight up if you're going to talk a trade with the Bucks,
1: right? Yeah, Bucks not doing that though. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Chris Middleton's looking yeah, 32. He's looking a little rough. Don't know if he'll return to full form. And the other pieces just are not that entertaining at all. All right, next one, Phoenix Suns. This is this this. Uh, okay, so. Joel Embiid, for DeAndre Aiden, Landry at campaign, and four second-round picks. Yay or nay?
2: This is one of the ones that I just, like, hate. I don't know how—DeAndre Aiden is clearly unhappy in, in Phoenix, but I don't think he's going to live up to the potential. And campaign, I don't want, like—again, the second-round picks, not interested. How about you? If this was first-round picks—
1: then maybe it might pique my interest because I do believe DeAndre Aiden, if given like full reigns to be a first or second option on offense, could be like a 22 point per game score. I I, I believe that. And I believe if he's engaged on offense, he would be better defensively consistently. Landry Shamit, I thought when he was here, he was going to be the second coming of JJ. That has surely not happened, but... Like I said, it all goes down to the picks, and second rounders don't do it at all.
2: Yeah, they, they don't have any first round picks because they gave them all for Durant.
1: Yes, except for pick swaps, but still not even that good. All right, the next one, Joelle goes to Detroit for Banya uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jalen Duran, Isaac Stewart, uh, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes. Three first round picks, one first round pick swap. Yay or
2: nay. No, I'm not gonna do this one, but I do like noting that Isaiah Stewart is the guy who got into it with LeBron, tried to sprint at him full speed uh, as a rookie, I believe. So that guy, uh that guy's got some intensity. What are you thinking?
1: Well, I going back to Isaiah Stewart, his nickname is Beef Stew for a reason. The guy's jacked, he's big, he can shoot threes, he's a solid role player, probably a backup, but pretty good backup. Kalein Hayes, draft bust Jalen Duran Duran's probably a good starting center, but you know, pretty limited offensively Bogdanovich is old. I don't expect him to, uh, the, the picks are interesting because Detroit's, even if Joel goes there, there may be a in, maybe like a, a sixth seed. Like they, they're not going to, Joel's not going to, there's so many other things structurally wrong with that team. I, I don't think they're going to be able to contend right away. So the picks are interesting, but still no. Yeah. Next one here. The Charlotte Hornets get you on beat four. Gordon Hayward, James Booknight, Mark Williams, Cody Martin. Three first round picks and two pick swaps. Yay or nay?
2: No, I don't want Gordon Hay- Hayward. Uh, he's getting old. And I mean, if Cody Martin turns into his brother, then maybe. I mean, the way that Caleb Martin's playing, as we're going to touch on a little bit. Um. Yeah, but not, not doing this. What are you thinking?
1: Look, I consider this
2: one if
1: the Sixers are going to go full process because when has Charlotte ever gotten it right? When has Charlotte yeah. ever gotten it right? So, well, those picks,
2: not
1: the, I mean, but still, when have they ever been a really good team in the NBA since Jordan's taken over? The answer to that no. is never, my friend. So, those picks are going to be pretty darn good, even if Joel goes there. You could flip Gordon Hayward and James Booknight has potential. Mark Williams played solid. Martin, we already said if he can become his brother. Like I said, I wouldn't consider this if the Sixers are trying to win now, but if they decide to go full rebuild, embrace the process again, then I look at this one. I'm not saying that I would do this one, but I look at it, right?
2: Yeah, I hear you.
1: All right, next one, Los Angeles Lakers. Get Joel beat for Anthony Davis, Mo Bamba. One first-round pick, and one first-round pick swap. Do the Sixers well, do this one?
2: I love Anthony Davis. I think that, uh, I mean, again, his issue more is health, and it's probably worse than Embiid, or definitely worse than Embiid recent, recently. Um, but he is an absolute dominant player on the defensive end, and, and the end offense. Like He's incredible. I love AD. I think that gets the conversation going. As I said, the other ones don't really seem to have like close enough star players to Embiid to like really interest me, but that does.
1: I do this trade on one condition. I I consider, I don't do it. Sorry. I consider this trade because that first round pick in 2029 going to be really good. Pick swap probably going to be really good, but I only consider this trade under one condition. You have to include Austin Reeves in it too. If Austin Reeves is not in it, it's a no-go. Because, like you said, AD's health is a big issue, and he's not an alpha dog like Joel is. So, give me a, a perimeter, a go, a guy that can get his own shot, like Austin Reeves. Then you brought me to the table. Swap Mo Mobamba for Austin Reeves. We talk. Simple as that. Next one is Joel. Be going to Indiana for. Miles Turner, Buddy Heel, Aaron Neesmith, Jalen Smith,
2: four first-round picks and two pick swaps. Yay or nay? That's giving you a lot of picks again, four first-round picks. We have, it seems like, been trying to get Buddy Healed at points, so I do like that, but still, it comes back to the uh, best player in the trade. How about you?
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Look, it, it, this isn't even like a full rebuild trade unless you're going to flip Miles Turner and Buddy Heald later, because like Naismith, Smith, and Jalen Smith it are not going to be franchise changers. You're you're doing this pick this trade for the picks and whatever you can get for Heald and Turner. But I I don't I don't like this one. I I would prefer to stay away from it. But yeah. All right, so next one: Joel B goes to the San Antonio Spurs for Devin Vassell, Jeremy Shohan, Doug McDermott, Devonte Graham, and four first-round picks. Do you do this trade?
2: If the first-round pick is this year, I mean, that's yeah, the conversation. that's what I was thinking.
1: I don't think I don't think he said. I think he said. Um, I I think he said he wouldn't do that. I don't think it would be a pick from this year.
2: So I actually have an article coming out about that. So just a little tease, but um, Uh,
1: I'd be interested to hear that article, read that article when
2: it comes out. It will be coming out next week, I think. But yeah, um, I mean, Spurs, you were going to, I was going to think like they're going to be bad for a long time, but with Wemby, I mean, they're not going to be awful. So uh, that's kind of,
1: but can Wemby and Joel play together? I don't know. They That's might. They point.
2: might be in France. Did you hear about that? Like they might be on. The oh yeah, yeah, gap. yeah,
1: yeah. The France na- national team. Yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah, because Embiid hasn't um has decided officially if you, yeah. decided. So I think yeah. that would be crazy.
1: I mean, look, they could be a reiteration of uh, David Robinson and uh, Tim Duncan all over again. Do I think that will work in today's modern NBA? Probably not. But who knows? Who knows? Um. That being said, I don't do this trade unless 1B's in it. Yeah. If 1B's not in it, then this trade does not make sense for Philly at all.
2: I completely agree.
1: Next one here. Joel goes to the Clippers for jo- Paul George, Bones Highland, and three first round picks. We do have to remember, Jonathan, despite trading all those picks for Paul George back in the day, they are starting to get most of their picks back now, so they can start trading picks again. So, do you do this for Paul George, Bones Highland, and three first round picks?
2: Look, I love Bones Highland. He's a uh, Delaware product. Shout yes, he is. Delaware. Um, yep. So, I, again, there's very intriguing pieces in a trade like this. And if Paul George can be healthy and play up to the level, again, I think this is getting in the conversation of like, when they're healthy, top 20, top 25 player, I think it starts the conversations.
1: Yeah, I think it starts the conversation, but you have to put in a big man, uh, a quality big man. You got to put Zubats in it. You got to Sweden to deal with something else besides Bones. You might have, if it had, a what's his, uh, what's the young point guard's name? Not not Bones, but the other one. Um, the backup. Uh, before Clippers? Yeah, what, what's his Jackson? name? Jackson? No, 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 he's not there anymore. He's in uh, in Denver. Um, uh, he's he's like kind of a wing, but they use him as a point guard. Oh gosh, now I need to go look it up. Hang on, this is gonna drive me nuts because I like him as a player, and I just can't remember his name. Is for the life Is it Norman of Powell? Time. No, 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 no. He's a young player. He's young. He's not that old. Norman Powell's like in his like late twenties. No, this guy's still on his rookie deal. If I remember correctly. no, he just. Uh shoot! Give me a second. I'm pulling it up. Terrence
2: Mann. Terrence Mann.
1: Thank you. Yes, Terrence Mann. Yeah, I, I, if you include Terrence Mann, then then we can start talking. Of course, then again, I don't know if the Clippers want to do that because Joel and Westbrook. That doesn't make a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I agree on that front.
1: Uh, shout out to the Clip uh, Clippers GM um, getting the Wizards job. Hopefully, he can actually start the rebuild there that needs to happen.
2: Dude, apparently um, he's gonna blow that up.
1: Bradley Beal.
2: Well, he can't. You can't blow up Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is the only player who has a complete, full, no trade clause throughout the. Well, his he can. Contract. He
1: can blow. He can blow it up if he can get. If if you know, as long as the team that Bradley wants to go to can give, it. now he's not going to get full value for Bradley. Let's be c- clear, but like, he he could trade Bradley if Bradley okay's it. Yeah. If he yeah. okay's it, I. That Kuzma is going to be a free agent. He's not. He's going to decline his player off, option. Same thing for Porzingis. By the way, Porzingis played fantastic this year. Averaged mm-hmm. the most points of his career. Was was one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. Kudos to Porzingis. Uh, he's yeah. starting to make a comeback. Um, I don't. I just think that Beal's on the wrong side of his prime now. Um, let's go to the next team, though. We got sidetracked there. Um, Toronto Raptors. Trade Joel Embiid and Fork on Korkmaz for Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr., Precious Tachoum, Malachi Flynn, and three
2: first-round picks. Jonathan, yay or nay? Pascal is a good player. And again, good players start the conversation. I think Mm -hmm. the... Um, I'd love to get Scotty Barnes in that conversation. You're not but...
1: getting Scotty Barnes in that yeah, conversation.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. But you know what the best part is? Furcon gets out, he's requested a trade twice, so here you go. Can tag along with him. Got
1: here. gotta give Forcon, you know, kudos on having the this the, the gall to not only uh, as a role player not getting missed, not to ask for a trade just once, but twice. Yeah, That that takes goal. That takes ego, which makes me think he actually has a lot of ego. I don't know, but that's just me. Look, if I'm the Sixers, you know what? Take out Malachi Flynn. Like, you put in, take, like, Gary Trent or Preston Chachua. Like, put in Ananobi and Siakam in this trade. I might do this. I'm serious. Like, those two are really good players. You get the three first-round picks as well you got to consider seriously consider that if you can switch out, you know, I would like to keep Gary Trent, but if you take out a Chuo and Flynn and then put in uh an I don't know how the salary cap would work there, but like if you can get those, you're getting three high level starters plus three first round picks, you know, an all NBA player and Siakam plus two high level starters and three first round picks for Joel. That's, that's a real conversation that the front office w- would need to have. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I hear you. But based on this trade, no, I'm going to say no. But it does, you know, it makes me pause. Now, officially getting to the Wizards, Joel B. goes to Washington, D.C. for Chris, pa- Chris Christops Porzingis. I don't know why I struggled on his name there. Uh, Denny Aviad, Johnny Davis, Jordan Goodwin, and three first-round picks. Yeah or nay? The
2: three first-round picks would likely be good ish um and Chris Stapps I mean as we said he played well definitely hasn't lived up to that like unicorn status coming in I think he's probably getting in his upper 20s right I mean
1: I, he's in his mid 20s I think probably close to upper 20s
2: I don't really see how that makes us a better team
1: it doesn't make us a better team um that would be toting the line I it's it's interesting don't get me wrong it's- interesting it would perk up my ears but i would still probably say no all right next one chicago bulls joel goes to chicago for demar derozan lonzo ball patrick williams dalen taylor two first round picks one
2: first round pick swap do you do this yay or nay probably not i mean i it, i'm in the camp i just wanted to keep him beat you know yeah
1: i i don't do this trade i i actually dislike this than the last couple ones DeMar's getting a little bit too old for me to feel comfortable there. Lonzo, we don't even know if he's going to play again because this feels like Brandon Roy 2.0. Um, Patrick Williams has not really lived up to potential. Daylon Terry barely played. First-round picks from Chicago. Granted, have given you know Orlando a lot of pros recently, but at the same time, I, I just don't like this package at all. I don't really see a good package coming from Chicago. Hmm. I don't even want Levine involved. No, Chicago just doesn't have it for me. All right, next one. Joel goes to the Dallas Mavericks for a sign and trade for Kyrie Irving, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy. Two first-round picks and two first-round pick swaps. Yay or nay?
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom. All in the Kroger app.
2: with Embiid like if Kyrie's gonna come I want to be here with Embiid I don't want my words to come out of context I do not want Kyrie here but if yeah. he is gonna be here I'd rather have him with Embiid
1: I completely agree I think that if and you know Kendrick Perkins got me thinking it it could work not defensively because him and Tyrese would be horrendous but offensively it I it could work. I'm not saying that it would work, but I'm saying it's possible here, I think. But no, I this is not a good trade. I, Yeah, it's not happening. Next one. Joel goes to the Boston Celtics along with the Anthony Melton four, Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard, two first-round pick, two first-round pick swaps.
2: Yay or nay? I like this the most of anyone we've talked about. This gets it going. I mean... Like, you discussed, can you win a championship with a big as your best player? And it's, I mean, it hasn't been done since Shaq, probably. I mean, Jokic, again, might do it this year. Yeah, fair. But Jalen Brown's a talent. Malcolm Brogdon's sixth man of the year. And then you're going to get two firsts and pick swaps. I, I mean, not saying I'd do it, but most interesting one so far.
1: Last time a big man was the best player on a championship team, my friend. Tim Duncan, 2007.
2: Okay. You, right.
1: you could argue maybe KG, but he wasn't the leading scorer there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say Tim Duncan. Uh, that being said, um, hmm. this is interesting. Obviously, Jalen Brown is not the same level of star that Joel Embiid is, but he is going to be a perennial all-star. And unlike Jason Tatum, he is rather consistent. He does have ha- problems handling the ball. That That's not going to change, I don't think. But Jalen Brown, plus two picks, plus, you know, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, who, by the way, last year when he was on the um, Indiana Pacers, was averaging 22 and 10. It you have to I I'm not going to lie and say that I, I wouldn't think about it because I would. I don't know if I'm quite where you're at on there, but it's... Ooh, it's a, it's a, it's a one that I, 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 definitely consider long and hard before making a decision on. All right, the next one, this uh, Sacramento Kings Giddeon well beat for Sabonis, uh, Demontis Sabonis, Malik Monk, Davion Mitchell, Rashawn Holman, three first round picks. Yay or nay?
2: Again, this gets it, gets it talking. I mean, Sabonis, first time All Star, he looks dominant even as like a smaller center. Um, in terms of height, monk, discussion maybe for six-man of the year. And Davion Mitchell's a young star. I, again, I think he gets the conversation going.
1: You? Well, uh, I'm going to take a word out of Chris's playbook here. Well, hold on. Wait a minute here. Uh, Davion Mitchell, I'm sorry. He's a good defensive player. Offensively, he hasn't shown anything. Um, I, I, I don't have the same stock of in Davion Mitchell that like you do. That being said, Sabonis is probably the fourth best big, third or fourth best big man in the NBA. He got 13 All NBA this year. Um, so I, I, I if you had Keegan Murray in here, then I would look at this a lot harder. But I'm, I'm gonna have to walk away from this one. Okay. The next one, Joel Embiid goes to the Orlando Magic 4, Wendell Carter Jr., Jonathan Isaac, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, four first-round picks and two pick swaps.
2: Not not going to do this, but as I was saying before, like you want to have a good, like a really top twenty player coming back. This might be one of the exceptions I make because Orlando they have young talent. Like for the next couple years, they're probably not going to be great. If you're trying to go that rebuild process, maybe that's that's a consideration here. Again, not going to do it, but that's probably what they're thinking.
1: Look, Jonathan Isaac, before drafting Wagner and Boncaro, Jonathan Isaac was set up to be the forward of the future. And before those injuries, he was starting to look like it in the play-in. I don't know if you remember. He, he was putting up some decent numbers. Um, he could still come back from injury. Wendell Carter is a very underrated center in today's NBA. He can do, he can defend, he can pass, he can rebound, he can shoot really good. Suggs, I think needs to change the scenery. I think he was set up to fail from the beginning. I just, I I don't think that was a wise use of the pick. Of course, then again, a lot of people thought that, you know, Suggs would have gone to Toronto and not, uh, Barnes. So, you know, that, that, that was part of it. Cole Anthony is a spark plug off the bench, has a little bit too much attitude, a little bit too much of a receding hairline for that hairstyle, but he can score. He can put up buckets in a minute. Um, the fir- four first-round picks, look, that's probably the, the most intriguing of this all. I mean, if, if the Sixers want to go rebuild, they, they could go rebuild with this trade, and it would not take them too f- much longer to re- rebound from that rebuild if they do this trade. I mean, I don't know if you can keep both Suggs and Cole Anthony if you already have Maxie, but I, I don't mind like I, I think about this, you know, maybe maybe switch out Cole for uh, you know, or yeah, switch out Cole for Markel, maybe bring Markel back. Markel, Maxi, that would be a fun backcourt with yeah. scoring and playmaking. I, I'd be open to that. But it, it's I'm not completely close to this. Um next one. Joel goes to Utah for Colin Sexton. Walker Kessler, Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Olynyk, and six first-round picks.
2: Count them six, yeah. All the uh, Rudy Gobert picks, right? Plus, um, some, plus some extra. Yeah, I mean that's that's the key. You gotta if you want this trade, you gotta have someone you trust making those picks. Not necessarily sure that we have that uh, for me right now, but yeah, that's how you make this pick go.
1: I mean, if you're going full rebuild, then yeah, you consider this. Because you can flip Olenek and Clarkson for something. Walker Kessler, really high on him defensively. Got to see what he can do offensively in the next couple years. And honestly, I think Colin Sexton got the raw end of the deal here. Because look, in Cleveland, the uh, Darius Garland's first year when he was still injured, Sexton was averaging 24 game on pretty solid efficiency. So... I think Sexton could be maybe he probably should be a sixth man, but like he could be one of the best. And him and Maxi scoring in the backcourt that that would be a little fun. Granted, not much playmaking, but could be fun. Yeah. All right, next one here: Joel Embiid to the Miami Heat. Four Bam Adebayo, Caleb Martin, Nikola Jovic—not Jokic, but Jovic—and three first-round picks.
2: I, i'm not really interested in this one what about you
1: nah you're losing too much scoring and you're not getting any of it back i mean bam's great yeah. playmaker defender rebounder Caleb martin's a really good two-way player don't know too much about Jovic, and he first round picks don't usually turn too much so no it's not it's a no for me yeah all right next one new orleans pelicans this is where it gets dicey here and uh, that is not just a pun on tight Dyson Daniels being in this trade. Okay. Pelicans get you and beat for Zion Williamson, Herbert Herbert uh, Jones, Dyson Daniels, Kira Lewis Jr. And three first round picks. Yay or nay?
2: I'm going to go nay. I mean, like, I love how all the talk is. Victor Weminyama's is the greatest prospect since LeBron. But, like, that was Zion for... The whole year, like Zion's the greatest prospect since LeBron, and he just can't stay healthy. So you can't trust him. You can't – I don't want – not not weight-shaming. I just don't want someone that size with that injury history.
1: Yeah, no, I I tend to agree. And also the other thing here is that we know the Pelicans have more than three first-round picks they can offer up. That seems a little bit low, especially with Zion's injury history. And I like Kirby Jones. Dyson Daniels is okay. I think Kier Lewis Jr. has a little bit of unpassed, untapped potential. But this is, like you said, the injury history with Zion. I think if they want to move off Zion, here's... Okay, I'm going to break off here for a second. Let's just say, for example, the the for instance, that the Pelicans do want to trade Zion. Look, if I'm New York, because I we all know New York wanted Zion right Yeah you, you offer you know RJ Barrett, Julius Randall and whatever picks you need to offer because first off Julius is Randall's you know values at its highest. I think we can agree on that and yeah. he played pretty close to what you would expect Zion to be playing too right? Then RJ Barry, you probably have to do that just to sweeten the deal. And then you got picks. They have picks. New York has picks. I think that that would not be. I think, you know, if the Pelicans decide that they want to look at that, that's not an unrealistic option. Yeah. Okay. That being said, next one Atlanta Hawks. If we want to see Joel play with Trey Young, we would get back DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, Adrian, AJ Griffin. Uh, on Yeka Okongwu and three first round picks, yay
2: or nay? Nah, I'm not doing this. This, this really does not interest me too much. Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate here.
1: DeJounte Murray, before coming going to Atlanta last year in Detroit, I mean, not Detroit, uh, San Antonio, 28 uh, and seven. Really good numbers, almost Westbrookish numbers. Really good defensively. That's kind of where his ace is more on defense than offense. DeAndre Hunter. When healthy, very good two-way player, can average 18 points a game. Adrian Griffin showed really good flashes. Okongwu probably should be starting over Clint Capella at this point. And three first-round picks. I'm not saying that I would do this, but it's it's higher on my list than I think you're giving it credit for.
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, Yeah, it's not for me. Okay,
1: fair enough. All right, next one, the Brooklyn Nets. Joel goes, jo- uh, joins Mikael Bridges in Brooklyn for Spencer Dinwiddie, Nick and Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Thomas, and five first-round picks, yay or
2: nay? So we're getting the Nets of this year towards the end without Mikael Bridges. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, they're good. They Like, they were decent. They got into the playoffs. Um, I, I, I don't re- – I'm not interested in this. For the same reason, I think they're all like cap talent that is not going to get too much better. So, no.
1: Yeah, look, Dinwiddie's a solid point guard. He that knee injury took away something from his game. Claxton's really good defensively. Smith, uh, Finney Smith is a really good two way player. Cam Thomas, we both said, is underrated, but he is not a good fit next to Maxi. Okay, let's let's be clear on that. Cam yeah. Thomas only does one thing. Five first round <laughs> picks. From, uh, who was it again? Phoenix? Eh, probably not. And Maybe our own back? Sure, maybe. But I just, uh, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That That's actually a lot lower on my list. Next one, John B. Jordan's. Oh, gosh, I was going to make a John Moran joke, but I it's in bad taste, and I'm going to stop myself from it. But, oh, uh, gosh. And now I'm getting Trailblazer nicknames stuck in my head from the 90s. You can probably guess what they are. Um, He's going to join John Morant in Memphis for Desmond Bain, Tyus Jones, Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams for first-round picks. Two first-round pick swaps. Yeah or nay?
2: I don't think I, the, we're we're trading to, and they're still going to keep their best player. Same with like the Hawks situation. I I not interested in that. We're giving away our best player. We're not getting it back.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if Bain's their second best player. Because uh, I, I would say Jaron Jackson Jr. is their second yeah, best player. he
2: was. Jaron Jackson Jr. was an All Star.
1: Yeah, and all, all defense. You know, for, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to say no on this. I I like Desmond Bain, but it's just Tyus Jones is a really good backup. Brandon Clark's a really good backup. Steven Adams is you know probably near the tail end of his prime. I'm just it's a no for me. All right, next one. Joel be joins for forces with Steph Curry and Golden State four. Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, two first round picks, one pick swap. Not we like
2: we just no, said not getting their no. best player back. Yeah, all right. Not even their
1: second best player. Not even their not second even best maybe player. their
2: third best player. Yeah. Well,
1: I okay, I, I I would say Andrew Wiggins is uh well, it depends on which Wiggins you get. Um, yeah, no, look, I, I like this package for a lot of all-stars, but not for an MVP winner. Um, yeah. all right, next one, Oklahoma city thunder, get just Joel Embiid for Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, Usman dang, and eight first round picks.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yay that, or that, that, that's just insane. I mean 8 person I really don't know how that works. I know they have on
1: a They still a have fallout. a couple of clippers. They they they've gotten some from other teams. I think they got one from uh, the Celtics. Probably they've taken on some bad contracts, so who knows?
2: Um Um, but yeah, eight picks, crazy. I do like Josh Giddy. Josh so good good is here to talk about the torture Chamber. Um the, but yeah, yes, the, I, I they get to keep uh Chet, obviously, and Shea, and so um, probably a non-starter. I mean,
1: a first-round picks. Look, if you're going full rebuild, Josh Giddy, he kind of reminds me of, and I know you get the callback here, D- doesn't he kind of remind you of Hito Turkaloo a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I, I He kind of gives me Hito, you know, vibes, and I'm all for that. Lou Doord is really good. I don't know about the other two guys. They're pretty raw. But eight first-round picks, man. I mean, you got to at least consider it. That's that's an unseemly amount of picks. The next one, Joel goes to the Big Apple. Four, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, Miles McBride, West Virginia Pride. Uh, four first-round picks, one first-round pick swap. Yay or nay?
2: Probably not. Got to get they uh. The Knicks don't have enough really to entice me. I mean, they got right now they're just riding the Jalen Brunson train. I think they really overperformed this year. Um and and probably not probably not trying to make a trade with them.
1: Yeah, look, um, I don't even know if him and Julius Randle would match well, but I would trade Julius Randle in this in this deal. I would try to keep RJ Barrett and you know, Obi Toppin, I think is really underutilized there. I think he could average around 17, 18 points a game if, if he was actually a starter. Um, Mitchell Robinson is really good. And Miles McBride is a really good defensive guy. This current package, no, maybe if he threw in Randall instead of Barrett, then I mean, it gets a little bit better in my opinion, but I st- no, New York's lower on the list than I would like to admit. The last one here, is the Portland Trailblazers get Joel Embiid for Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, Yusuf Nurkic, and four first-round picks and two first-round pick
2: swaps, yay or nay? So I'm going, no, they're going to align Joel and Dame in Portland when that's what everyone's wanted to do in Philly. Um, I mean, Nurkic is pretty often hurt. Four first-round picks when you got Dame and – and B, I don't know how great they'll be. I I am a fan of Simons and Sharp, but uh, I mean, not I do that see not how good. Yeah, I do see how this could be more of a more likely than maybe some of the other ones as we we're saying. But yeah, no. Nah.
1: It's probably more likely, but I just don't like it. Yeah, yep. I don't. I don't think it's enough value. Si, Simons is a sharp uh, is a, is a score only guy. Sharp is okay. Jurkic is pretty much washed, which is pretty crazy because uh, didn't he and Jokic get drafted in the same year or like one, he was one, you know, he was one year earlier than Jokic. So uh yeah, no, Um pretty crazy there. By the way, 2014 draft was really loaded. Dude, have two, it was loaded. Uh, and that, you know, yeah. And then Giannis came out the year before. Fantastic. Anyway, so that's it. That's what we have there. So because I pretty much did all this segment, you're going to take over the next segment so that my voice can rest for a minute.
2: Yeah, so uh, last topic. I mean, last time we talked, I'm pretty sure we were talking about how surprised we were that the Heat were, I think they were up 2-0, but going to be up 3-0. It is yeah. now 3-3. The uh, teams coming back from a 3-0 deficit are obviously 0 and 150 is the most quoted stat on media right now. But I did know that note that going into a series when a team has been favored and they've fallen down 0-3, they're just 0-3. So all the other ones have been teams that were like underdogs trying to come back. Mm-hmm. So um, this this is not as uh, happened as often in NBA history, but I mean, wh- what like I want to know your take on who you think is going to win in Game 7, but also do you think the Celtics are that good or is this just a classic choke job from the Heat, like the Sixers did against the against the Celtics?
1: Okay, so first off, Miami should have won Game Six. It was a last-minute hero tip and luck job by Derek White. I I honestly thought Miami was going to win that one, and it was over. But you you play until the buzzer sounds for a reason. Um, look, it's Game Seven. I'm not gonna you know put my money on anybody in this game. I mean, I guess I'm going to go with Jimmy, but Jimmy hasn't been playing like Jimmy the last two games. Um so I think I can both be true cuz I'm leaning towards Boston yeah. being that good because they can be that good. We saw what happened when they flipped the switch against us. But also Miami was on a really unsustainable run. Gabe Vincent got injured. It's clear that Jimmy Butler looks gassed. I don't know about you, but it looks to me like Jimmy's gassed. I don't think this is a choke job because Eric Spolstra has been coaching his butt off. It's not Spolstra's fault. I think the players have been playing at an unsustainable level and they're coming back down to earth, especially with the Gabe Vincent injury and Jimmy looking like he's gassed. But I also believe Miami, I mean, if, like, the media's been saying it all week long. If any team is built to make a 0-3 th- comeback, it is the Boston Celtics. Because they can yeah. be just that good.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's just, like, see it how it is. Like, Boston was the second-best record in the Eastern Conference. They were a really, really good team. Miami was the seven seed but got the eight seed because they lost their first playing game. Like, Boston is a significantly better... Team than Miami was in the regular season. So they are the better team. They absolutely can win this. It is just shocking. Like, we were like, you, you, uh, carry the torch for Coach Spo. Like, I'm shocked that, like, Coach Spo and Pat Riley and that organization could get, like, four straight, like, essentially a sweep after going up three. It, it's, it is very shocking to me. Like, even though it's Boston is the better team, I'm just absolutely stunned that if they could actually that the heat would blow us. Like I think well, you're right, it yeah. can be true.
1: I mean, look, when I when we talked last time I said, it, do you honestly believe that Jimmy Butler is going to get swept four games in a row? You said no. I said no. No. And, but like Jimmy looks exhausted and you kind of can't blame him. And then on top of that, like you know they're dealing with injury and my you know Boston can be just that good and they but, like that was a hustle, that was a championship Play by Derek White at the end of the game. Because, yeah. like, I, I don't think any of us expected that tipping to happen. I, you know, once he missed a shot, we, I think we all believed that it was over. So,
2: yeah, again, how is Marcus Smart getting your last shot? Like, I know it wasn't drawn up for him, but I'm like, again, like,
1: the Celtics. He did. I, <laughs> He's not know, afraid man. to take it. And maybe maybe he should be, or maybe Tatum shouldn't be. I don't know. Maybe just, he
2: shouldn't even be on the court for that if it's just an offensive play. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, when I saw it go up, it's like, all right, that's over. Uh series is over. But man, for Miami to lose that in the game that like you really want to win, just like we we're saying the Sixers, like you really want to win. The Sixers until like the last five minutes of game six were like playing well. And then Yeah. Like that's so demoralizing, and I just feel like there's no shot that he can come back
1: i i I'm never going to say no to Jimmy Butler, but it's 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 a toss up for me, but I understand why you're saying what you're saying. They are playing at Monday night at eight thirty, so regardless of who comes out of this game, let me ask you this who whoever comes out of this game is going to be pretty beaten up because you know that's going to be the thirtieth. the NBA finals start June second. I, I think whoever comes out of this is not going to be favored against a really well rested and well rounded Denver Nuggets. So is this the year that we see Nikola Jokic get his uh, M, you know championship and Finals MVP?
2: Yeah, I think I think that's the case. I mean, uh, I think the Nuggets yeah. have been the best team all year. Um, they are clearly it's that rest versus rough situation. They're got this long rest because they got a sweep, and the final state is set even if the other team didn't sweep or didn't The other series didn't go to game seven. Um, but yeah, I think they're the most complete team. Um, got a great bench, even though they play like three players, but they're deep and they're strong. And I, I do just see the nuggets winning and then Jokic getting MVP unless Murray snaps, he could get MVP, but I think the nuggets are going to win. I you?
1: mean, Murray's been playing really well, like 30, 30, averaging 30 plus points per game on a 50, 40, 90 trip So, not Jokic impossible said, for Murray.
2: Uh, Jokic said Murray's the best player on the team in the last series, so.
1: I mean, you could make that argument because AD didn't do a bad job against Jokic defensively. Offensively, sure, but defensively, he held his own. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, Murray's pretty – like, Bubble Murray, that, that title's gone. It's just Murray now. If he can do it during the regular season, he's going to be an all-star for sure. Um, we'll see on that, but – I think on that note, Jonathan, how about you play us out?
2: Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining. We appreciate you listening, hopefully enjoying some good basketball, and maybe we'll have some more Sixers news coming up. But, again, we appreciate you listening. You can listen on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Odyssey, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. and you can read our written work at the Sixers Sense. So please go over there. We're going to have some good articles coming up. Um, and, yeah, again, appreciate everyone listening. And until next time, go Sixers.